0: Today, we're going to be in finishing up John 15. We're going to be in John 15, verses 18 into chapter 16, verse 4. If you have a Bible or Bible app, you can go ahead and and turn there. We have Bibles underneath the chairs in front of you if you want to follow along. But John 15, verse 18. As you're turning there, I want to kind of set the scene on this stage, Jesus is preparing his disciples. He's going to leave, and, and he's, he's sharing with them how they're going to continue the mission, how they're going to build the kingdom. Well, prior to this conversation, Jesus and the disciples gathered around for this special meal. We call it the Lord's Supper today, or communion. They were celebrating what was called the Passover at that time, and, and, and Jesus was talking about having to leave, and Peter, Peter... He's one of these disciples. You, can't, you just can't help but love. G, Peter is uh, 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 ready, fire, aim. Peter, foot in mouth. Peter. And 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 Jesus is explaining that he's gonna have to go away. And 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 Peter saying, I'll, wherever you go, Jesus, I'll come with you. I'll, I'll even I'll die with you. Whatever you whatever it takes, Jesus. I'm gonna be there. Well, after this big conversation that that we're walking through right now in John chapter uh, 13 through uh, 17, Jesus is arrested, taken away. The world for the disciples is just falling apart and melting. They're wondering what is going on. Peter, Peter's going to, Going to do something. He doesn't know what, but but he's he, he's already cut off the ear of a of one of the Roman soldiers. He, he's he's angry. He 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 he's afraid. He, he's got this mixture of emotions, and he's and he's following the the the, the guards, the captains of the guard, and the and, and, and the scribes and the Pharisees. He's following them to see what's going to happen. What's going on here? And they go back to the to the temple. And Peter's at a distance, and there's an area in the courts where there's a fire. And Peter's just trying to kind of hear what's going on, what's going to happen. And in the midst of this, there's people gathered together around this fire, or multiple fires in the temple courts. There's a woman who notices Peter and comments, says, wait, you are with him. You, you were with that Jesus, the, 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 the dude from Nazareth. You, you were with this Jesus guy. He's like, oh, I don't know what you am I don't know this. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. And she presses more. You, no, you, I know that accent. It's a northern accent. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> you Galileans. We pick you out. You are definitely one of his disciples. I am not... A, I do not know this man. And they press again and he calls calls curses upon himself declaring he has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And a rooster crows reminding him exactly what Jesus had told him. You will deny me, Peter. The pressure came. The time came. The persecution was about to lay itself down on Peter. Peter. And he cowered before it. I don't know him. Jesus is going to explain in the word today. If you're going to follow him, you will be persecuted. Are we going to be like Peter and cower and conform to the world under persecution, under pressure? Or will we stand firm? Will we bear witness to Jesus? No matter the cost. How do we do that? Jesus answers that in the passage before us today. If you haven't turned there, go ahead and do so. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If I had not come and spoken to them, they they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me, hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that was written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness to me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the, beg- from the beginning. I've said these things to you, so that you to, to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father or me. I have said these things to you. That when the hour comes, you will remember that I told them to you. Let's pray. Spirit, come now in this space. Lord, as you make it very real to your disciples then, they had no clue what they were about to get into. We know now today, Lord Jesus, that there's cost. There's a cost to following you. Of joining the true king, rebelling against the empire of the world and conforming to it. There is a cost. Thank you, Jesus. You are worth the cost. Make that real to us today. Work in us today. Fill us spirit. Like you did these disciples. That we might be faithful. When the pressure comes. When the persecution comes. Knowing you prepared us in advance. But you've equipped us. With your spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. As we jump into this passage here today, Jesus is explaining now to his disciples, having said, you need to draw for, you need to abide in me. We spent uh, over a month uh, uh, talking about this concept of abide. There's, There's power that only I can give you to be fruitful in this world. Jesus now turns to explain the pressure is coming. The heat's going to get turned up. It's going to be hard. And there will be a cost to following me. And being my light to this broken world. If we're going to follow Jesus. Jesus makes us holy. And therefore we will be hated by this world. If Jesus makes us holy. We will be hated by this world let's look here at the passage jesus jumps right in the world if the world hates you know that it hated me first now this is jesus not giving a conditional that it might happen he's preparing them to say it will happen you see they did persecute me if they persecuted me they'll persecute you well they did they were persecuting jesus so it is a guarantee that it's going to happen to you and i but Jesus is saying these things for a particular reason. In 16.1, he's prompting the, the, the disciples because he knows this is going to rattle their world. You need to be prepared. We need to have this conversation. Now, he knows they're going to be like teenagers. We were all teenagers at one point where you know, parents were having this important conversation with us. You need to realize, hey, when you go out, when you go driving, you're to do this, or you're going to go hang out with your friends, like, this is what's going to happen. And, 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 and our kids are like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, right? You never did that probably, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then they come back and you're like, oh, mom and dad, you were right. Whoa. Some of you have older kids or some of us have been there like at age 25. All of a sudden our parents are amazingly wise. Like they know stuff. Holy cow. Jesus knows in advance and he's having that conversation with them. You got to be prepared because it's coming and it's going to be hard. Your world's going to get rattled. Because of the pressure And the persecution that's coming. The world will hate you. Now he explains this. They're going to hate you because you're not of the world. You see that? I have chosen you out of the world. This saving work Jesus reminds us in and throughout the book of John. He's always done the work of salvation for us. He's pursued us. We Remember we were part of uh, running away from him. The rebellion if you will. He chose us. He's pursued us and he caught us, and we've responded. We surrendered and we raised that white flag. I surrender to your love. I receive you, Jesus. Be my Lord and my God. And we join the rightful king. This language of Jesus choosing us out of the world is this language of, uh, 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 in the scriptures called holiness. Holiness. You know, When the scriptures talk about being holy, It means being set apart. If this is where the world is, and I'll explain a little bit more about that the world, meaning this this place that is corrupted by self centeredness and pride, and live for yourself, and you are king, you are God, there is no God. Jesus separates us, pulls us out, sets us aside. This is what it means to be holy, to be set apart. We are no longer part of this other allegiance. We have a new allegiance. We have a new king. King Jesus. We're not part of the empire of the world. We're separate from it. To be holy, again, is to be set apart by God. Well, this has implications for us. Because the world, what's different about the world, uh, like I mentioned, it it, it is part of this this movement, this empire of self-governance, self-rule. I will be my own king. I want the right to determine what is right or wrong in my life. I want the right to to do what I want when I want. I want the right to determine what is true and what is not true. I want to be my own king. I know what's best. Kind of sounds like a teenager still, doesn't it, right? The world is is God's creation. We are all God's creation, but it's corrupted by sin. It's in rebellion against the true king. It's the prevailing kingdom of this world. And so when we, if we've been chosen out of it, there may, that means that not only do we have a different name, a different king, but there's something that's different that happens in our lives. If we've been chosen out of the world, if we have Jesus in our life, we should act differently than the world. We will be different. You see, if we're followers of Jesus, our difference will stand out. Some of us don't like standing out. We try to not stand out. We spend a lot of energy avoiding getting extra attention. Some of us love standing out and wear green pants or things like that and and just do weird things and don't mind that extra attention. Maybe they need to stop seeking extra attention. I don't know. It's getting personal now. We stand out if we follow Jesus Christ. And it will rub the world the wrong way. You see, there's things that you will, you know you've stopped doing as you follow Jesus. There's new pathways in your life. There's different choices. Because you don't want certain things in your life that be affecting your, your heart. Maybe there's certain things you've stopped listening to. Maybe there's certain things you've, you've stopped laughing at or saying. There's a new pathway of different things you do do in terms of how you respond to other people and care there's new values that you have there's truth that you stand upon and it's the word of god and you care about that and you talk about jesus he's the king he saved me he's he's the savior of the world he died for i can't help but talk about him because he's so good he loves me. He loves you. Our conversation is different. Our lifestyle becomes different, and all of a sudden, it it rubs people the wrong way. I like, I was preparing for this, and just the illustration of uh, of uh, in Star Wars. I don't know if any of you like Star Wars, but uh, some of you've dreamed of your your Star Wars. Geeks and fans, and you want to be part of the, the whole saga and everything. Well, now's your chance. I thought of uh, this guy named Finn in, in, in the latest works. He was a stormtrooper. He was part of following the empire. And he had this kind of conversion experience of realizing we're, th- this whole message of the empire is, is, is actually lies, and we're actually causing more harm than good. And we're killing innocent people. And this is wrong. And, and he's convicted. And, and he has this conversion experience. He's like, I can't be part of this. And he flees. He runs away from the empire and its mission and its purpose. And all of a sudden, he's trying to figure out, well, whose team am I going to be on? Because I don't, I, if I'm part of the rebellion, they're going to kill me. And he eventually accepts that. I'm not going to conform anymore. I'm not just going to follow like a blind sheep the ways of the empire and just give in. I'm part of the rebellion. I'm part of the true kingdom. And Finn fought for freedom. Star Wars is a story, it's not real. You and I are living in reality. The story is not altogether different. There's an empire of this world. And we are being saved out of it. And we're part of the rebellion. We're followers of the true king. And when we follow the true king, he makes us holy. He changes us. And it's going to rub the world the wrong way. And we're going to become a target. Whether it's it's the messages and truths and values as we begin to stand for them, that 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 love doesn't mean everybody can live however they want. Love and inclusivity uh, uh, do not mean that we throw values and morality out the window. Love is not amoral. Love cares about morality because morality is what produces a healthy society. Morality is not divorced from justice. We want justice. We can't have justice without morality, without love. They're not divorced from each other. Jesus brings the truth. And when, we, when he shows us the truth, the truth stands in the midst of there is right and wrong. And we are not the ones to define that, to define how we want to be and who we want to be. If we, in a society, when we, gave way, gave, when we give way to that, that encourages chaos, that encourages harm to others, that encourages harm to self. If our experience is truth, it breaks apart and falls down. When we stand up and say, no, you are worth more, and there is truth that tells you that you are loved, and your value is not have anything to do with what you think, it's fixed because you were created. You are created by one true God. That's a truth that you can't undo. Your experience and your emotions don't change your value, your worth, your identity. That's good news. Because our experience and our emotions fluctuate and change and are unreliable. We are broken. We can't see all things and know all things. We're limited. And when we stand for true love, This rubs people the wrong way. Your love says, I can disagree with you. In fact, I can acknowledge that your choices are wrong. But I'm not going to cut off. I'm not going to reject you. I'm going to keep loving you. I'm going to keep pursuing you. Where does that come from? Because that's how Jesus treated us. Love is this mature capacity for complexity and nuance to stand in the anxiety of of difference, disagreement, and even immorality, and right and wrong, injustice, and still care and have compassion without compromise. Friends, this is going to rub the world the wrong way. This isn't something new. This is exactly what Jesus showed us and did to us. Jesus isn't talking about you're going to be persecuted because of your political beliefs or because you were jerks for Jesus. That's not a club to be a part of. Let's be clear about that. Because you're obnoxious and annoying about your particular beliefs, but not the gospel. And even with the gospel, it's not a hammer to wield and beat people over the head with. That's not the persecution Jesus is talking about. Check out these verses. Peter addresses this issue. You've had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, their terrible worship of idols. You go to the next slide. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge in, into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. And so they slander you. It's not because of being angry and and, and obnoxious and being a jerk. It's because... You're loving and you're being living a holy life. It's just going to draw attention. You're going to stand out. You can't avoid it. And so Jesus is saying, get ready, be prepared. Don't be surprised and don't shy away because the world needs it. Friends, if we don't shine the light of Jesus, they're not going to know him and they're going to continue to head to hell. The world needs us to stand out so they know who Jesus is and the hunger after him. They see him in us. They taste him in us because we're different. If we taste the same of the world, if we're just the same as the world, nobody's going to want to change. Nobody's going to see that this kingdom is better. Not only Does the world need us to stand firm in the persecution? But isn't Jesus worth it? Is Jesus worth the cost of our comfort? Can I get an amen? So Jesus explains, listen, their guilt is because they've heard the truth. And they've rejected it. And if they reject me, they don't just reject me. I'm not just a human. I'm God. They're rejecting God. And he points this out. If they reject you, they're rejecting me. Friends, it's not personal. Unless you make it personal. It's not about you. When you're following Jesus and you're standing out for him, they're rejecting him. Don't take it personally. It's about Jesus. It's not about you. Jesus goes on to explain. But here's the deal. But, always important to pay attention to the buts in scripture. Just take that however you want. But when the helper comes, I will send to you from the Father. He will bear witness to me, and you also will bear witness to me. What he's talking about, he's already introduced the Holy Spirit. This is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, Son, and Spirit. God is one and yet three persons and the spirit of God is sent to be God in us, to be part of that change because we don't have the ability to follow God and to become like Jesus on our own. And he's saying, I'm going to send the spirit. He's going to show you the truth. He's going to remind you of what is true, which is the word. He led the disciples to write down the truths that Jesus communicated to us. But not only that, you will be able to bear witness. The world's going to know that I am their savior, that there's hope in the darkness. I can save them from their sin. I can save this world. They're going to know because of you. I'm going to shine the light through you. I'm going to give you that ability to stand firm because you can't do it on your own. He goes on to explain that, that, that it's going to be so discouraging you're going to even get this kind of persecution from people who claim to follow God. And they're going to think that they're doing God a service to kill you. This happened throughout church history. Let me drop a few names for you of some of these guys who, and, and people who stood firm in the midst of persecution, John Wycliffe, John Huss, William Tyndale. Each of these guys were part of, the, of God's work in getting the Bible in the common language. You see, in the 1300s, for, for over a thousand years, the Bible was limited to Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. Anybody speak those languages? No. These men were part of holding the church accountable at that time and saying, the Pope is not the authority. The word of God is the authority of the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And they saw the importance that the word of God should get into everybody's hands. And they began working towards this effort of getting the Bible translated out of these special languages into the common people's language. And they were persecuted for this. John Wycliffe, who's the beginner of this movement and mission. You've probably heard of the the mission agency Wycliffe. Bible, Bible translators, they're named after John Wycliffe himself, who got this started. He was put under house arrest. He didn't get the worst of it necessarily, but in order to... Not leave him out of the group of shame and persecution. They dug up his bones after he died 40 years later. And they made sure to burn them and throw them in the river. Just for good measure. John Huss, who was motivated and inspired by John Wycliffe to continue that work and continue to hold the church accountable, come to the word of God, that we need the word of God in our own local languages. The people should know the truth. They need to know Jesus because Jesus is the head of the church. Salvation comes through Jesus alone. Eventually, John Huss was burned alive. And then William Tyndale. You may have heard of Tyndale Publishing. Or the Tyndale Bible. He completed the work started by John Wycliffe and began, he produced as a result of his work, because he died, he he was strangled and burned because it wasn't enough to just burn him or strangle him. But he ensured the works of printing the Bible in local languages was provided for us. We wouldn't have the ESV, the NIV, the NLT, the... All the different translations we have today come from these men. Standing firm on the truth and the word of God. Jesus is our head and savior and Lord and not in man. In salvation, through faith alone, through grace alone, through Jesus alone. And they were persecuted for it. By the church. We talked about Peter earlier. Where he was pressed when he had followed Jesus while he was arrested and he cowered before persecution. Acts chapter 4 captures a very different picture. Peter and John had just healed a man who was lame. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Get up and walk. There's a huge uproar about this man. And Peter and John are are, are sharing the gospel that it's Jesus. It's it's through Jesus Christ who's crucified that this man is made whole. And they were arrested. Because these were also the Jews who were responsible for saying, crucify him. They were arrested. Brought before the, 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 the religious leaders at that time. And to defend their behavior, they just started to share in the gospel. Sharing about Jesus. He was died, but he's raised again. And there is salvation in no other name than Jesus Christ. And he's, they're just sharing the good news. And the people there, the religious leaders, tell them, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop this. You can speak no longer of the name of Jesus Christ. If you do, bad things are coming. And Peter and John, Peter, who had months earlier denied Jesus, stood up and said, you choose for yourselves what you're going to do, but we will obey God. they were released because of the miraculous healing and all the people were, were in favor of James, John and Peter at that point. They go back to the rest of the church under the threat of harm and persecution and pressure and they get on their knees and they pray. And this is part of their prayer. This would become only the first of many times that Peter would be arrested. And not only arrested, but beaten. And the consequences would become higher to the point that Peter, who had once denied Jesus, would become crucified like Jesus. Only upside down. He did not back away, but they leaned in and said, Father, let us not cower, but let us be courageous and continue to proclaim the truth with boldness because the world needs you, Jesus. You've come to shine the light through us. May we bear witness. Friends, this morning, as we come to a close in the service, the world needs to know Jesus through you and I. They need us to be courageous. We can't do it on our own. We need the Spirit of God. We need Him to fill us. That we would stand firm in the truth. That we would be winsome. That we would continue to be loving and not give in to defensiveness and anger. That we wouldn't shrink back either. But we would stand firm in an increasingly hostile culture. Let's pray, friends, because our neighbors our family members, your co-workers. Their salvation is at stake. Seeing Jesus through us, tasting Jesus through us. Let's seek the spirit. Let's seek him daily. That through Jesus, the light of the gospel will shine. And we might be part of increasing the rebellion against the empire. Amen. Amen. The worship team. Come on forward. Let's pray. Holy spirit. Fill us. Jesus. You are worth it. What you've done for us. How you pursued us and loved us. Lord God, you are worth it. Thank you for warning us and reminding us. It's going to be costly. But you're worth it. But the cost is also worth it. That, 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 that lives that are headed to hell would be snatched from the flames. That the rebellion would grow. That King Jesus would arise and be lifted up. Spirit fill us. That we would be equipped for this rebellion of setting people free from the empire of this world. In your name we pray, amen.